Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 14 minutes left in the third. Arizona leading the Leafs 2-0. Also, really exciting moment here. Oh, they've changed the goal. <laughs> Just as I was looking. All right, here's what I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you that Caden Gooley, the former Oil King, had his first NHL goal playing for the Montreal Canadiens. And now on NHL.com, I see the goal is now credited to Nick Suzuki. So anyway, Penguins lead the Canadiens 2-1, five minutes into the third period. Also in the third, Boston up 2-1 on the Panthers. Rangers up 5-2 on the Ducks. The Canucks lead the Capitals 4-3. LA leads Detroit 3-2. Still in the second period, Avalanche up 2-1 on the Wild. In the first, Jets and Stars are tied 1-1. Seattle hosts Carolina in about an hour. Baseball. Uh, it's raining. They're in a delay. Still, Guardians and Yankees, the decisive fifth game of that series and nine minutes left in the first half Broncos lead the Chargers 10-7 in Monday Night Football. Oilers Sabres tomorrow. Stuart Skinner will be in goal 5.30 face-off show. Game at 7 here on 6.30. Chad Nima Linen has been called up from the farm. Brad Malone sent down. Ladislav Schmid is coming up in a few minutes. Morley Scott will take over hosting duties at 7.30 for the Elks this week and he Checks in now. I was all I was so excited, Morley. At least now with the internet, you know immediately that it changes. But I was like, hey, Caden Gooley. Yeah. Oh no, Nick Suzuki. Well, he'll get he's it gonna, eventually. He's gonna score his fair share of goals, I think. Yeah, awesome player. And uh, yeah, Canadians hanging in there it. against the Penguins, so we'll see if they can pull it out. Um, okay, well one game left. What like what do you say at this point? Where I mean we we knew it was gonna be a tough year. Um it's it's just almost like, how are they going to lose this one on Saturday? I mean, in the they had the lead for what, almost the entire game till the last were, 30 seconds. Yeah, they were tied or leading for 59 minutes and 30 seconds. They led uh, what was it, 16-3 in the second quarter. They led 16-6 at the half. They led 25-13, I believe it was, in the fourth quarter with about seven minutes to go. And it was after that touchdown that gave them that lead. That's where things really changed, right? Because that's where Cornelius got hurt. Uh, they kicked it off, got the fumble on the kickoff, recovered it. Offense goes back on the field, but Cornelius unavailable, right? Because of uh, the injury, and he was put into uh, concussion protocol. And uh, Trey Ford had come out and hadn't played in three months and ended up having a pass knocked down and intercepted, and the Argos end up uh, on that series going down and scoring and getting to within two points, and then later got the, the touchdown to win it. But, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, 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 they figured out another way to lose. I mean, we've been talking about it all year, how they keep shooting themselves in the foot. They did it differently this time. They kind of did what they wanted to do, Reed, in the game. They led and played played pretty well and, and were in control of it for most of the game and then decided this is how we're going to do it this time. And it, it went away, and it went away fast. For them. Yeah, well, and I, I know the the home losing streak continues to, mm -hmm. to be, you know, bad and talked about. So they're 0-8 at home this year, and by my count, they've had the lead in four of those games in the fourth quarter and lost them all. And then Rob and I were talking after the game on, on Saturday, you know, about coming back and scoring first because the Oilers have started poorly. And, and I said to him, you know, the Argos must have been sitting there at halftime down 10 thinking, oh, we got them right where they want them. Like, we, we, these guys can't hold a lead, you know, as opposed to thinking like, oh, man, how are we going to make up 10 points? Like, and that's the thing, right? When you're where the Elks are at and you've proven over and over again you can't finish games, other teams are just 
they're just whatever just keep playing these yeah. guys can't hang on yeah and it's a shame too because i mean you, you mentioned it four leads uh, in games, he also had the lead in Calgary uh, I until the first play of the fourth quarter, I believe, in that game in July. So there's five games where they had the lead in the second half and ended up losing. You get two of those games, just two of those five, and you're playing for a playoff spot on Friday night instead of playing for uh, um, nothing, you know? So Cornelius, because I watched, I, I was able to watch most of the game getting ready for my broadcast and while I was on air, but obviously that, that I didn't have the sound on when I was in Studio 99. So Cornelius, he, he was pulled out of the game by the concussion spotter, but but that's also probably the play his spleen got hurt on, or what do we know? I, I believe so. The Elks in their uh, release today didn't say what the play was, but I mean, that was a hard, hard hit he took uh, from uh, Enoch Mwamba, and Brandon Barlow was in on it as well, the, the D lineman uh, for the Argos. And he was slow to get up, and he limped back into the huddle, and uh, the next play he handed off the ball to Kevin Brown for a touchdown, and then, uh, as I mentioned, then it was the kickoff and the fumble, and, and he, you know, the offense is going back on the field, but he's on the trainer's table going through concussion protocol at that point because the spotter pulled him off. So uh, he was unable to, to go back into the, in, uh, into the field of play at that moment. And then, as we talked about, the interception and then the touchdown. But he did come back after that and played the rest of the way. And, I mean, he uh, he scrambled around a lot in the last uh, in that last series. I mean, uh, he, got, he got taken down as he was running, and it was a sack. And then that last play where he threw the ball to the end zone, he bobbed and weaved in between players and turned and twisted and, and did everything. It looked pretty mobile at that point, uh, but uh, it, it, I guess it happened later in the game, or later in the evening. Um, I mean, he talked to us on the post-game show on Saturday night, said, you know, it was a hard hit and, and said he was fine. So something obviously wasn't fine later on in the evening and ended up going to hospital and all the Ucks have called it as a spleen injury so I don't know if there was surgery involved or or what the situation is but uh, he's still in hospital uh, as we speak and don't know how long he's going to be there but I got word today that he is feeling better and allegedly getting better so that certainly is good news but he won't play on Friday. Okay so is that and maybe you won't know this until later in the week but I'll throw it to you anyway it, does this mean Trey Ford plays does this mean Loxley plays I, I think Trey Ford's going to be the starter yeah I think they'll, they'll take this opportunity to get a good look at him to be the starter he's been listed as the number two guy since he came back uh, it might take Loxley out of the receiving core and put him into uh, just the number two quarterback spot might bring Mike Beaudry into the lineup as well as a, as a third quarterback uh, he hasn't played dressed in the last couple of games I don't think he's dressed since uh, uh, before the Saskatchewan game so um, or just after the Saskatchewan game so yeah it is um, it, it, they're gonna have to make some adjustments for sure but I think uh, Trey Ford's gonna get the start I think they'll take advantage of getting an opportunity to see him as a starting quarterback and, and I wouldn't be surprised maybe if we saw some of Loxley as well at quarterback okay and uh, it's a big game for BC because they can still finish ahead of Calgary to get a home game is yeah, there a, ga they're a game up on Calgary uh, in the standings right now so yeah they can uh, they can still finish uh, in second place and get home field advantage and that's that's also that's money for the business side but obviously home field advantage more important for the football side of things against Calgary and uh, to find out who goes to Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers all right and is Rourke a possibility for them at quarterback or what's going on with him uh, he's back practicing. Last week he was throwing some balls. He was taking part in individual drills. The Lions did not practice today. They're going to practice, start their week tomorrow practicing. So we'll find out more then. We might find out more tonight. I have uh, Julio Caravada from uh, the BC Lions uh, radio broadcast joining me on the Elks this week coming up just after 7.30 tonight. And uh, uh, that'll probably be the first question I pose to him, if we'll see Rourke this weekend or if we'll see him at all moving forward.
Yeah, a big loss for, for the league that he's had to miss about uh, half the year you for know, sure. I was just looking it up, Reed. You know, he, he's been out. Uh, he only played nine games, only eight games in a bit, right? Yeah. Uh, he's still second in TD passes. <laughs> Jeez. It's unbelievable. As sixth, sixth, he's played half a season. Everyone else has played pretty much a full season. He's sixth in passing yards still. It's, unbe it's unbelievable. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. All right, Morley. We'll talk to you at 7.30, man. Have a good show. All right, Reed. Thanks, man. That is Morley Scott. He'll have the Elks this week after the 7.30 news as uh, it is the finale on Friday night. It's on 6.30, Chad. 6 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. The game will start around 7.45. Lions at Elks at Commonwealth Stadium. Okay. Oil Kings have brought aboard Ladislav Schmid as a development coach. He will join us next here on Inside Sports. <laughs> Listening to 6:30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Okay, Leafs getting back into it against the Coyotes. Nylander on the power play. Coyotes leading Toronto 2-1 with 6:54 left in the third period. Okay, well, I'm pleased to welcome Vladislav Schmid to the show. He's working with the Edmonton Oil Kings as a, a development coach that was formally announced today. Laddie, welcome back to the 6:30 Ched Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is good. Doing? It is good to talk. How's your night going? Did you have some uh, hockey dad duties or what's happening? Not hockey, figure skating duties today with my daughter. So, uh, yeah, we just got home. Okay, well, thanks well, for <laughs> thanks for hopping on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And the Leafs just tied it, by the way, as we were uh, doing that question. Hey, uh, I, I know we caught up uh, late last Oilers season, and uh, you were telling me about uh, living in Edmonton and, and how much you loved it here. Tell me about the decision to join the Oil Kings. Uh, why is this a good move for you here? Well, uh, the, the decision, like, I knew I was going to retire this, uh, you know, uh, after, this, after last season, and uh, I had a conversation with... Uh, with Kurt, Kurt Hill, uh, the GM of All Kings, uh, last summer, kind of planted a seed in his in his head that uh, I'm about to retire, and uh, you know I didn't hear much throughout the year. We we talked a little bit, but uh, you know uh, we picked up uh, our, our talk from last year, sometimes during the spring, and then uh, during the summer we. We decided that we we would try it, and you know I would start working for the Oil Kings. And you know, for me uh, personally, like I I always wanted to go or you know start after a career doing something like like this, like a development coach. You know, obviously after playing so so many years and having you know experience playing North American hockey and European hockey, I, this was uh, kind of logical choice for me and the logical option you know I'm, I'm happy it, it actually uh, you know I'm, I'm actually working for for oil kings right now I, I still kind of can't believe it it happened this this quick but uh, you know I'm, I'm really thankful for that yeah well good for you I, I know you, you love Edmonton and, and you love the hockey teams here so that's cool you know in your role and you're you're working with young players and I'm sure you went through it um, you know, you could improve a lot between 17 and 19, 17 and 20. But like, when you're working with some of the younger guys, what kind of things do you do you focus on? Is it all fundamentals, or do you maybe look at each guy's game individually and say, okay, how do we get you to the next level? Well, I, it's still kind of early, but yeah, you 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 have to. Well, you want them to improve individually, but it needs to benefit your team as well, right? But, uh, you know, at, at this age, I, I remember, you know, there are some struggles when you're at 
you know, you're a teenager still, and so you go through some up and downs a lot, but the biggest thing is to be consistent, you know, and that's that's going to take you far kind of throughout your career. So working on consistency and, um, you know, then the details I see in their games, you know, uh, you can you can do like X and O's and like skate here all system wise things, but you know it it starts in a practice with with little details and how to improve uh, from on on day to day basis. Yeah, Ladislav Schmid joining us tonight on Inside Sports, former Oilers defenseman, now a development coach with the Oil Kings. Very unique for you, a former Oilers defenseman and a former Flames defenseman. Um, there are guys who play for both teams. Not a lot of guys have gone from one team directly to the other in Alberta. And I believe there's only been three trades in history between the two teams. Uh, you were traded from Edmonton to Calgary November 8th, 2013. Do you remember that day? Were you shocked? You were going, like, tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, I, w I, w I was quite shocked. Yeah, I remember we were in Philadelphia and I was just about to go for dinner. I was in the lobby. Of the hotel, I was just about to go for a dinner with the Hammer and uh, Voracek, and uh, yeah, Mac D called me. I, I had a feeling coming to that day that something might happen, but you know, when you actually get that call from you know uh, from the GM and you know he started, uh, you know, Lottie, we 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 made a trade. I'm like, okay, like that's. You know, you're kind of like, oh, okay. But then he mentioned what to what city. <laughs> I was like, oh my. <laughs> you know, I I didn't swear, but uh, I was quite shocked to to where uh, McTee traded me to. But but you know, after the initial shock, you know, you, you take it as it is. You know, it's part of the business, and uh, you know, one second you're an oiler. The other one, your your flame, uh, you know, shocking. But uh, it was what it was. I still went for a dinner with my buddies, and then the next the next day I was on a flight back uh, back to Alberta, gathering my stuff and moving to moving to Calgary. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The, I, I remember that day too, and I was like, oh man, they've hardly ever traded with each other, and and, and Schmid's going the other way. Um, was there anybody in the Flames locker room that was like, oh, geez, like, I hate this guy, or now i got to be his deal? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> probably most, because uh, we had some good battles, but uh, one, one guy I have to mention is probably Mark Giordano. We had <laughs> we had some uh, good battles, some uh, chirps between each other, and, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was just awkward walking for the first time to, to, to the Flames locker room and shaking everybody's I don't have so many years. We I battled those guys. I chirped them. I called them some bad names that I can I can't right. really mention on uh, on the radio. <laughs> you know, uh, but it is it, it is what it is. It was it was awkward. I'd say probably for like two three weeks. But 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 after a while, like when the guys get to know you, you know, like I feel like we are all good guys. You know. You just do your job on the ice. You do whatever it takes to to win the games for your team, and you know, then you switch teams, and you have to you you have to adjust, you know, and and those are your brothers uh, for for however long, and you know, it 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 is what it is. So guys got to know me, and and you know, we battled, you know, during the games, and it wasn't as awkward anymore after a while, and you know. After a while, you don't even like remember you, 
you you know yeah. chirp them or whatever happened in the past so it was uh it, it, that sense uh you know it was, it was good after, after afterwards and honestly those guys made it made it pretty easy you know it was more probably in my head than in theirs <laughs> okay and i'll ask you one more and thanks for doing this i know, I know you're, you're busy here with your family and stuff um you know when, when we no. talked in the spring like you're you know you're back in edmonton you're you're, you're settling here you got to play here you know, what's it like being back and sort of now um, feeling the energy ar around the Oilers and, and the anticipation for the season, not playing for them? You know what I mean? What's it like kind of yeah. taking that in more as an observer? Or maybe you're feeling it yourself as a bit of a fan. Oh, uh, it's great energy, you know. Like, if I remember we always, you know, Oilers always had a great, great fans. But you know, when when I was here, we weren't making playoffs. We weren't having, you know, that much success. And you know, when I moved back here, you know, all of a sudden you have, you know, like two two players who are like difference makers on every every game basis, and you know, they're one of you know the best player and like. Dry, dry saddle is not far behind, so that is exciting. But the the team as a whole, you know, like they are, you know, they are pretty close to be a Stanley Cup contender. So, and uh, I, I, it, right now I'm working for all games, but I get to see those guys sometimes walking in the hallway and like, and it's like exciting for me, you know, like I'm a fan now and. Uh, for fans around the Edmonton, that's got to be so exciting. You know, new season. You know, we all know what happened last season. They they had a great great season. Even even, even it even though it ended uh, not very good. You know, getting swept by you know by the Colorado. It, I didn't feel like it, they should have got swept, but it is what it is. I I think whatever what doesn't kill you make you stronger that's how that's what i believe in and so hopefully they're gonna take only the positive out of it and you know like i said i'm a big fan i'm gonna be cheering for them and hopefully they're gonna have a successful season right on hey ladislav thanks for hopping on hopefully we can talk again throughout the season all the best in your role with the oil kings thank you so much for making time for inside sports anytime anytime for you hey eh? thanks for having me again have a good night right now development coach with the Edmonton Oil Kings. You also heard from Marty Baron, Oilers and Sabres tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30, Chad. The Elks this week with Morley Scott is up after the news.